You're listening to a Roddenberry Podcast. Well, somewhere between Beta Shift and Delta Shift, there's the shift that gets to kick back and talk about what the other shifts are doing. That's us. It's Monday night at 7 Pacific, 10 Eastern, and it must be Mission Log Live. I'm John Champion. And I'm Ashley Victoria Robinson. Tonight, we could all use a little extra room, whether it's some fresh new quarters to put our stuff in or party in or maybe some kind of room that comes from expanding your horizons and seeing your opponents in a whole new light. It's room for growth. And that's what we'll be discussing on tonight's coverage of the latest episode of Star Trek Lower Decks. As always, operators are standing by. And by operators, we mean our very own Earl in the Earl Green Room. Mm-hmm. You get to talk to him by clicking on the Zoom meeting link or by using the one tap from your smartphone or by calling us at 669-900-6833 and entering the meeting code that you see on screen and in the chat. Speaking of chat, who's there? Who's there? Well, the people in Facebook are there. That's who's there. Let's see. Mm -hmm. Right at the top, we got our very own Mike Richards checking in, co-host of Mission Log the Orville. What's up, Mike? Good to see you. Dr. Dawson, the doctor, is in. We got Paul Wright. We got Anne-Marie. How's it going, Anne-Marie? We got... Tracy Lee Coco. Tracy, fabulous to see you. By the way, just watching an episode of Voyager today that you are in unrecognizable of course covered in prosthetics but fabulous as always good to see you tracy there's paul harveth there's alan there's uh, uh alan simona says uh, what's up mission log is it time to relax yet yes yes it is it definitely is we're here we have two of three pauls what else is there to do but relax we got rand (laughs) we got scott palm we got chris Riker. we got brian we got so many other people so welcome one and all welcome to the show glad to see you all here and uh you know what to do i want to hear i know that ashley wants to hear what you have to say very much yeah yeah you're gonna let us know how you feel about room to grow you know, they all had learning moments. They all had growth moments in this episode, don't you think? I think so. Maybe. Except for Boimler. Mm. Boimler is just on his thing about being bold Boimler. Well, we'll, I do, we'll get to that. We'll talk about it, but like, I, I am personally here for bold Boimler. <laughs> okay, good, good. All right, well, let me catch all of you up on what we're doing Ooh. on regular Mission Log this week and other Roddenberry podcasts, and we'll get to the recap and to your calls, which I cannot wait to hear. So this week on Mission Log, coverage of Voyager continues on Thursday with Cold Fire. You know, it's the one where the Voyager crew form an 80s hair metal band and the travel the Delta Quadrant promoting their new album, also called Cold Fire. Then on Mission Log, the Orville, hosted by Captain Mike Richards and Jessica Lynn Verde, they have a brand new episode coming out this week. That's right. Don't miss their coverage of Seth MacFarlane's Orville novella, Sympathy for the Devil. Then we've got Mission Log Engage. They will drop an all-new, they, we, we, me and Norman, we will drop all-new episodes starting next week. So as always, send us your comments and questions. Mission Log Prodigy. Yes, Ashley, you and Norman, of course. (gasps) 
you I'm have. so excited. I'm excited for you. <laughs> Finally. Because Prodigy is such a great show, and you two do such a great job covering it. It'll be back very, very soon because, of course, they announced that season one finally will continue its second half starting on October 27th. So make sure you're watching it and make sure you that you uh, share and you subscribe to our Prodigy channel. Of course, you can do that podcast.roddenberry.com and on the Roddenberry YouTube page and to get notified when those episodes come out. And of course, all of you with kids, remember that we'll be asking for their comments and a voice memo for each new episode. So for all of those shows, remember they are available as podcasts and videos. You can find them at YouTube, youtube.com slash Roddenberry Entertainment. Make sure you stay in touch with all of us on our podcast at podcast.roddenberry.com. Quite the mouthful, quite the promotional uh, exposition there. But now, what do you say we just get to the episode, huh? One, let's do it. But two, promotional of all amazing things. So no, I'm going to say nobody minds. And if you do mind, don't tell me. I don't care. (laughs) Perfect. That's the perfect attitude to bring the show. Thank you, (laughs) Ashley. Now is the time for you to give us a call. Click on the link. Pick up the phone. Do the one tap. However it is you want to talk to us. We want to talk to you right after I recap the episode. So here we go. Lower Deck, Season 3, Episode 4, Room for Growth. Just another day on the Cerritos, one in which Captain Freeman has been possessed by an ancient mask and quickly turned the crowded lower decks into the stone corridors of an ancient temple. The engineers and rest of the team work to restore the ship back to normal, but Billups and his crew are stressed and overworked, which prompts Captain Freeman to order some R&R on a spa ship called the Dove. Meanwhile, Tendi overhears that the Delta uh, Delta Shift Lower Deckers plot to rig the upcoming room lottery that would afford them four choice suites on deck one. But what if our Beta Shift heroes, Tendi, Mariner, and Boimler, while Rutherford is away on the Dove, beat them to it? They could sneak through the maintenance areas of the ship, gain access to a computer terminal, just as Delta Shift are planning to do, and swing the room assignments in their favor. It starts with a detour through the holodeck where Dr. Atana and Shax are engaged in a Depression-era bank robbery as a lead-up to some more intimate playtime. Escaping just in time, the three then find themselves on a level below the hydroponics bay where Boimler and Mariner start to hallucinate from the high levels of nitrous oxide. Tendi's Orion blood keeps her unaffected, and she drags the other two to safety inside a nearby Jeffrey's tube. Checking in with Captain Freeman and her engineering team on the Dove, they are in the careful three hands of Taz, an Adosian who runs the ultimate relaxation retreat. They have everything, mud baths, puppies, even a place where a Klingon can throw the old mechleth around. Freeman's engineers are finding it difficult to unwind, though. At first, they repair a broken door. Then they take to working on other projects over the captain's increasingly angry protestations. Even the joy of Manny Petty's for the whole team is interrupted when Freeman discovers that her engineers have been faking their way through their own relaxation. It sends her stress into overdrive, which prompts Taz for an emergency intervention and Billups and his crew to get creative. 
Boimler leads Hendy and Mariner to a sweet spot on the Cerritos where gravity is super low. That's all fun until they realize that they are caught right behind the deflector dish just as it's engaged to do away with some pesky asteroids. Mariner and Tendi have to think fast to pull Boimler to safety as he's floating around as anti-grav boy and nearly gets flattened. But their escape from the deflector leads the team to an area ever nearer to the computer control room that is their destination. The vent to the next room only opens once an hour, which means they have some time to kill, and who should come in but those abhorrent Delta Shifters who have had their own trials trying to beat the system. The two groups throw a few barbs in each other's direction, but it's soon apparent that they are all a lot alike. They have similar lives on board Cerritos, just at different hours, and they all know the gossip about the senior officers. The bonding continues, and the two teams consider a truce so that they can all be in the room lottery together as friends and stand an equal chance not so fast. As soon as the vent door opens, Delta Shift push their way through, locking out the Beta Shift team. You snooze, you lose. Captain Freeman is undergoing puppy therapy, but it's just not enough. She's stressed beyond all measure, and that's stressing out Taz, who is ready to call an Earth doctor and send the captain back home. Enter the engineering crew, though, who have, of course, engineered a solution to the problem. A machine that will relax the captain in seconds, as if she had been massaged for months on end. It works on the engineering staff, and now it does just the trick on Freeman. She's reborn, de-stressed, and ready to get back to her life on the Cerritos. A little demoralized from the experience with Delta Shifters, Tendi, Boimler, and Mariner find a glimmer of hope with Boimler, uh, when Boimler discovers yet another secret hatch that leads them directly to the computer room and none of their opponents are in sight. It's the perfect opportunity until Boimler discovers an error. It's not four rooms on deck one, rather it's one room on deck four that has become available. But what should they do? If one of them takes it, that'll split up the beta shift. What about all the fun they have together? What about adventures like the one they had today? It wouldn't be right. Cut to everyone hanging out at the bar and Rutherford hearing the news that his crewmates gave up the one room that was available. The one Delta Shift got, put four beds inside, and have now turned it into a private party central. All for one, one for all for the Beta Shift, except for the opportunity to have one room for all of them. The end. And the crowd goes wild. <laughs> <laughs> they, they go something. Ashley, before we get into it with our callers, and thank you, we have you standing by, Chris, Brandon, Dr. Awesome, Alan, Paul, and Cherie. Fabulous. Can't wait to talk to all of you. Again, now is the time. Click the link. Give us a call. You can get in that queue and chat with Earl and chat with us. Maybe you don't want to chat with us. Maybe you just want to talk with uh, Earl. That's understandable. Under, very I, understandable. Very fair. I get that. I get that. <laughs> Ashley, any standout? Like, I, I find that what I do is I'm sitting there watching the show, and I'll laugh just absolutely out loud at something and have to <laughs> jot down those lines. Were there moments like that for you this week? Um, there were a lot of things that I really enjoyed. A lot of really fun Easter eggs, uh, like the masks, 
uh, was super funny. Black and white holodeck moment was super funny. Yes. But for me, it was the room of puppies followed by the room of kittens because I would absolutely be in the room of kittens. My kitten is currently wandering around in the background. If you're watching this on our <laughs> on our video streams, uh, mm. and I like the idea that you're you might just be like a little a little bit darker, a little bit more uh, unhinged, perhaps if you're a cat person. <laughs> well, I, see, I wondered about that line about no judgment if mm-hmm. you go to the cat room like is this a future thing because we now know who cations are and it's just like oh. Oh, okay we have a different feeling toward feline species so interesting maybe, you know maybe that's i'm it. gonna say Yes, because I want that to be true, because that's very smart. <laughs> okay. And it's look, it's hard to have judgment about anything when, especially in a show like Lower Decks, you can absolutely just go there in the holodeck. And what I love is like they don't have to actually do all the things that you know get done on the holodeck. You can just allude to it because you have a couple of characters like Dr. Atana and Shax having this conversation like this is their foreplay. Yeah, that was wild. (laughs) But again, in in the best, most hilarious way possible. And they also address maybe their lack of emotional communication. Like Shaq says this line where he's like, I died and came back and we never talked about it. Right, right. That was such a good callback. And, you know, because remember, he didn't want to talk about it Mm -hmm, before. mm -hmm. We don't talk about it. But of course, Dr. Tana, his Imzadi, you know. Yes, they, yeah, they're going to talk about it. Well, hey, let's see what stood out to our listeners. Let's go to our first caller. It is Chris. Chris, how are you doing tonight? Hey, guys. Doing good. Doing hey. good. Good, good. What's on your mind? No, this is, this is another, this was like two where like I really liked one of the plots and the other plot I was just kind of on. So we're kind of middle on the road, mm. but it's still good. I like very rarely do I not like Lower Decks. It's just how much the sliding scale of how much I like it. Uh, sure. Uh, the a plot the the secure bed plot that was really sweet that was really <laughs> funny um the engineering plot was really it was also very funny they had some really good jokes like the the zen sand garden but they're doing the circuit diagram <laughs> right that, that was yes. really good but i was like what's the the point of this like is the lesson relax is the lesson make your captain relax i was a bit <laughs> lost on that one but no that was really, it was uh, still fun still a good week I, you know, I have a similar reaction to you, and it's it's always funny to go back and rewatch a couple of times in preparation for this show because, obviously, writing a recap is a lot less strenuous for something like this mm-hmm. than it is uh, like a full episode of Star Trek, like you know, an hour long dramatic episode. And what's cool is when you have a twenty two minute show like this, when you subtract the credits and subtract all of that stuff. Um, you really just have like a couple of 10 minute plots. And I sort of, I, I'm sitting there like timing it out in my head going, Hmm, did I feel the first time around? Like this was off balance. Like there was too much of this one plot or too little of this other plot or the jokes stood out to me. Like, did they land in the time that they had allotted? And I, I'm, I'm kind of like you, like, I, I wanted more detail out of the relaxation plot. I felt like the plot on the Cerritos was almost a little too long given the journey that they had to take. So it, so maybe you and I had kind of like similar feelings, but about opposite plot lines, you know? Mm-hmm. No, no, I get that. And it's like, you only have 22 minutes. It's hard. Um, but I, I did like the, the bed thing because they do the thing 
where they give you like the really sweet message of like we stick together, and then they give you the punchline of no, 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 you could have just uh, put four beds in the room. It's right. Fine. You could have done <laughs> right. that. Right. Which I think Lower Ducks does really well of like the giving both, and depending sometimes they flip the order, but you know they give you yeah. both sides of that equation. I think that's sort of part of their secret to their success. I, I but also, like, is cramming four beds in one room just the same as being in the lower decks quarters? Like it's it's still know, dormitory that, that's, we style know. living. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah but. With it's, those triangle pillows. <laughs> both of those situations sound like a nightmare to me. I would yes. not be happy in either of those situations at all. Yes. Get your own damn room. <laughs> I'm not sharing, <laughs> you know. Um, I, I thought, I, I wondered about that message slash moral slash meaning for the relaxation plot. Um, it, it was interesting that, okay, uh, on the surface, you have this idea that everybody needs to take a break. Everybody needs to relax and get away from their, their workload. Um, but at the same time, it was even more so important to the captain that she perceive that her crew are relaxed. Like that, that was her way of feeling some relaxation is thinking that they were okay. Mm-hmm. And when the That's opposite really is, sweet. Right? Oh. Like she it's cares. very maternal. <laughs> yeah, she cares. She cares. And, and I also love the idea that one version of relaxation does not fit all. Mm-hmm. So for the engineers, it was the mental challenge. It was the, 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 um, that sort of exercising their brains. Now, obviously not under the conditions of a starship, maybe at battle or, you know, dealing with a life-threatening situation. But the first thing they do, they get there, they want to fix a door. And I just kept thinking like, this is so charming. I wish I had those guys following me around everywhere. So I just like, oh, this isn't working in my apartment. And they were like, oh, that's what we want to do. We want to fix that. You know? What would they fix first for you, John? I want to know. Inquiring minds want to know. <laughs> oh my God! There, there's a, there's a plumbing situation in the second bathroom. There's oh, uh, yeah yeah they they need to deal with that for sure. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, uh, I got a list. I got a list that you know the <laughs> landlord hasn't taken care of. So if we could get Rutherford on that, would be great. Um, what else you got for us, Chris? Uh, just just for you, John. I'm going to point out we got a new ship name this week. We, we did. About the, the Algonquin. <laughs> yes. Very exciting. Nice Canadian name. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I, I was thinking Algonquin Roundtable, New York. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh. Yep. That's yep. Um, I love that. And I love that's one of those things that, you know, again, I, I've said it so many times on our shows, whatever we're watching, whatever we're covering, like at least one of those watch throughs, I'm doing it with the subtitles on. Because particularly mm-hmm. in that scene, there was so much overlapping dialogue and a couple of other places there were too. And little details like that, that stand out. Of course, it makes us all want to know what happened to Dr. Tana's tail on the Algonquin. Uh, we will know someday. <laughs> you think? You think? I mean, or you think that's something that Mike McMahon is just playing close to the chest? You know, that wouldn't surprise me. Mike's up with a couple of things, but... I don't think this is going to be Charlie Brown kicking the football. I do think mm. we will know, but I don't think we might know till the end of the series. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. All right. Uh, Chris, any other comments before we uh, say hi to somebody else here? Yeah, not not a, I don't want to say plot hole. Plot hole is perhaps too strong a word. Mm. Uh, so the button this week, Ransom comes in and he gets his churros. That was great. That was very funny. Um, <laughs> he orders 35 churros. Yeah. How big is this doll? Where is he hiding? I was thinking it's like a little voodoo thing. You know, he's got it in a drawer. 
This man ordered 35 churros. That's what are you doing? How big is it? I need to know. Well, so I did wonder with the 35 churros, is he replacing all the churros at, at the same time? Or is it like a, you know, the ship of Sisyphus where it's just some <laughs> churros that are getting replaced at some times? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, but also, like, how how big are these churros? Like, how big is this doll that yeah. we are rebuilding? Are we talking about how big a churro? Is like, it's like yeah. a good foot long, you know? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. a good size. Yeah. Oh, easily. I'm, I'm saying like a good 18-inch churro. Gotta be. You know, 14 to 18 inches easily. And there is nothing worse than a stale churro. That is, yeah, that that is just an, an unconscionable thing. So I respect him for getting fresh churros. That also seems like a lot of maintenance and a lot of work. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. All right. Good churro talk. Thank you, Chris. Uh, we'll see you soon again, I hope. Hey, yeah, by the way, yeah. I, I, I really like your uh, background image. Um, and that, that made me think, did you guys notice uh, at the beginning of the episode that shot of Cerritos flying and little warp trails behind it? I, we've seen shots like that before, but for some reason, might have just been where I was watching it or something, it looked so three-dimensional and so model-like. Um, mm-hmm. It just, it really stood out to me. I don't know if that stood out for either of you. Not this time, but there are other times, especially when it's like just the ship in space where like mm-hmm. I can see they're putting money into this. Like it oh, looks yeah. really good. So yeah. not this particular, but yeah, I think definitely some of those ship shots, they're really, they're really putting in work. I like stuff. it when you can see where they put the money sometimes uh, mm-hmm. and it and it does cross that sort of uncanny valley line where like we, we know logically this is all computer generated. So ultimately it's all 3D. However, um, it's fun when you can see things like this. And I think it's the difference in just the quality of the show overall from season one, like the writing is better. The jokes are better. And the animation is better because we all showed up for it. We I'm calling this a win for us. We <laughs> did this. Right. <laughs> yes. You take that credit. I will. Anybody take that away from you. Uh, Chris, thank you so much. We'll see you soon. All right. All right. See you around guys. Bye. Bye. You know, it's funny, Ashley talking about putting the money in and, and seeing those moments that are almost like a little hyper realistic. Like obviously the characters don't look that way, but there will be a shot of a ship or there will be a shot uh-huh. of, of particularly the hardware in the story. And it makes me think like, okay, the closer we get to this live action crossover episode with Strange <laughs> New Worlds, so right? Sad. It's almost like we're laying the groundwork for that. Like it, it becomes that much more oh. believable to see the Cerritos approach the Enterprise or vice versa, whatever. Is I hadn't about. considered that. That well, There you go. John, you're just blowing my mind over here. <laughs> Playing the long game, Ashley. That's what I'm doing. This is why you're the big man. This is why you're the guy in charge. <laughs> hey, I, I want to go to the other people who have uh, even better ideas than I do, and that would be the people who are watching and chatting on our Facebook page. So I love that uh, Paul commenting on on the, the message about the spa ship. He says, they weren't relaxing the right way, damn it. That was, that was the problem with the engineers there. And and uh, Dave Taylor says, as a technician, I was kind of annoyed with the idea that they can't relax. <laughs> well, too close to home. I get it. I get it. Paul even points out Scotty read technical manuals to relax. 
Yeah. So that that is a nice little thing that comes back. So um, yeah, so good comments here. I love seeing other. We're going to get back to some of those, of course. Want to see what everybody is saying? Um, oh, I, I need to know how Rutherford got his implant. So that's what Carrie says. Speaking of, I love that. I love the uh, the cucumber slices. And the Rutherford just has the wand <laughs> over his good eye, you know? That was, uh, that Do we was think a... he's peeking? Does he know better? Maybe. Maybe. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, let's see. And Amory saying good night, heading off to the piano bar. Sure. I wish we could all do that, but uh, mm-hmm. have a good night, Amory. Okay, let's go over to our next caller, and that would be Brandon, who is uh, patiently waiting. Brandon, what's up and what's on your mind tonight? Hi. Uh, Hi well. I actually wanted to, to uh, tell you guys a story. This the, has to do with the background behind me, um, which is uh, actually from my, well, it looks like it's backwards to me, but I hope it isn't t- good. It's not to you guys. Um, <laughs> this is uh, from my wedding this weekend. Um, Congratulations. Thank you very much. And um, we made a banner because uh, Mission Log is kind of partially responsible for us getting married. Um, Brandon, I, I remember your email <laughs> and your story so vividly. Take it away because <laughs> I'm so ridiculously flattered. Oh, well, I am thrilled. I am thrilled. So this, um, a long time ago, a friend recommended Mission Log to me and I had been listening to it for a while. And this was back in 2017. So um, right in the middle of TNG. Mm-hmm. Um, and I went on a first date with this girl and I needed to make sure that she could you know, handle the nerdy. And, um, and, uh, so I, I mentioned to her, I had to find a natural way to throw it in a conversation. I say, Oh, you know what? We're talking about podcasts. I'm listening to this really great podcast where they listen or they watch episodes of Star Trek in order and they talk about the messages and the morals and they really deep dive on it. And I'm watching her face and she says, Oh, uh, I've never actually seen Star Trek. And I'm thinking, oh, okay, well, this has been fun so far. But, uh, <laughs> she says, but I'm listening to the exact same thing about the Lord of the Rings. <laughs> and uh, from that moment on, it has just been co- the consistent uh, embrace of nerdiness. So we made this banner for you guys um, oh, about uh, Middle Earth meets Beyond Earth. And thanks for oh, introducing us. Brandon, incredible. Incredible. I'm gonna cry. That's that is so nice. <laughs> the coolest thing. I wow, wow. I, you have to send me a picture of that. Oh, you know absolutely. That, right? Yes. Okay. Oh, and we told okay. our photographer, listen, we're we're making this banner, and we need these pictures. And uh, you know, the photographers will usually send you a couple pictures from the day of, like, right afterward. I said, I need this one right after because I want to share this with them on Monday. And uh, she got it to me by midnight that night. Oh, um, oh what a legend. Wow. Yeah, she's amazing. You, you are getting so many congratulations here in the chat. <laughs> Heather and Carlos. Oh, thank you, Dave, everyone. Paul. Uh, so awesome. Michelle, uh, that is just the coolest thing. And I, 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 you know, we shared that original email you sent me about your story to everybody, um, Rod included, and it, it just... Oh, that's, that's great. That's just the coolest thing, man. I mean, thank I you. think, of course, thank you. I think it's it, it it's really awesome to me that Star Trek can can do this for people because it's a huge part of my life growing up. I used to sit on my dad's lap when I was five was when the show 
when Next Gen first aired and I would just wow. sit on his lap and I didn't understand so much of what was going on. I think the first episode I actually remember uh, was Skin of Evil. So that was, you know, oh, when wow. you're five a little bit. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's just been such a huge part and uh, it's completely awesome that I found some. And now she has seen, by the way, all of Next Gen. We're caught up on Strange New Worlds together. Wow. We're watching yes. Yeah. Wow. She's, she's in and I have brought her into the fold completely. Um incredible and yeah but i just wanted to i wanted to tell you guys that story and share that with folks and uh just say thank you because it's it's really awesome man i it, thank you both the, this episode this goes down in mission log history as <laughs> quite a moment and it, you know uh we just came back from the convention in vegas a few weeks ago and and every year you, you sort of you, you see friends there, you see people you, you don't see for a year, you get back together and you, you kind of you all tell each other like we do this. Yes, because we're Star Trek fans, we do it because of the relationships we make because of the friendships that we have and the people we want to see over and over again. And, and a story like yours is exactly that where it's like yeah we have these passions we have these nerdy things that we do but at the end of the day it's all about these human bonds that we get to have because of that Absolutely. and that's this is the embodiment of that i'm i'm stunned i'm touched i'm flattered i'm so freaking happy for both of you Oh, thank you so much. So, so are we, it, it's, it's uh, been really great. And I will, I will, I will shuffle off and let people talk about Star Trek with you. Um, I don't want to take anybody else's time, but, uh, wait, 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 wait. I, I gotta oh, know yeah. were, were, were the families both aware of just the high levels of nerdity that they were <laughs> going to witness when they came to your oh. wedding? <laughs> yes. So, um, my family knew that, I mean, there's a picture of me when I was like, uh, nine or so in a Starfleet uniform for Halloween. Yes. Um, they know that I'm, I mean, our officiant talked about my love of Star Trek and, um, her love of Lord of the Rings came up a lot. Um, it, it, yeah, it's been the, the high levels of nerdiness are definitely well known to, uh, a great many people, uh, in our family. There might've been some people who, uh, were under the impression that I was not a huge nerd. I don't know how they would possibly <laughs> have come to that. <laughs> These are probably the people who'd never met me. Um, but, uh, yeah, there's, there's absolutely, uh, but after the wedding, nobody's, <laughs> nobody's unclear on that after right. hearing the stories. <laughs> wow. Uh, very cool. And by the way, Rand, uh, here in the chat, he makes a very good point. This is now your vows need to be, be renewed on the Star Trek cruise with one of the captains. Oh. Officiating. Oh. <laughs> Let's work on that. We'll, we'll get there. Yes. <laughs> I, I love it. it. Oh, man, Brandon, thank you. Thank you so thank much. You. And uh, please don't be a stranger. Please call in. And I'm, oh, I'm going to look absolutely. for that picture uh, in the next few days. So when you can. Oh, it's coming. Uh, awesome. Awesome. <laughs> hey, do you All guys right. do you have any travel planned or any anything to kind of uh, get away? A little honeymoon, rest and relaxation? Yeah. Yeah. Our um our honeymoon is going to be in November and we're going to New Zealand. Um where yes. I mean, of course I, you are. <laughs> I bet you know some places we're going to go in New Zealand. <laughs> um, and uh unfortunately the Star Trek aspect was a little bit harder to get into our honeymoon. I'm not I haven't been able to get uh, a cheap flight to Vulcan or anything. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, we'll be we'll be uh tooling around New Zealand and we're absolutely stoked for it. So cool. I love it, man. All right. You both have a great night and we'll see you again soon, I hope. Thank you so much. Take All care. All right. Live long and prosper and congratulations. Thank you. All right. Till next time. Uh, 
Well, that was a first, Ashley. That w- how cool was that? I mean, look, whoever's up next has a high bar to clear <laughs> for excellence and emotional impact. And everyone who calls in is amazing. But I mean, this might be like an untoppable moment. This might yeah. be like top, you know, top five of all of all of Mission Log. I'm going to I'm going to say that right now. <laughs> well, I tell you what, I, I will just uh, abruptly and egregiously change the mood by talking about <laughs> Patreon for about 30 seconds. Let's and we'll do come it. back. Okay. <laughs> uh, because then coming up, we've got Dr. Dawson. It's always good when we have a doctor in the house. We got mm-hmm, Dr. Dawson mm-hmm. coming up. We got Alan, we got Paul, and we got Cherie. We'll get you all in. Don't worry about it. Want to hear from everybody. And look, if more callers want to join us, you absolutely can. We'll fit you all in. Uh, but before we get to the doctor, let's just give a quick shout out to Patreon because look, Patreon is awesome. It's sort of the entry point. Your membership at the Mission Log Patreon page, patreon.com slash mission log for a dollar a month. And I'm not even supposed to mention the fact that you get a discount if you sign up for the year. I'm I'm just, I'm like contractually obligated to not mention that, but I just did Mm. even get a discount and that dollar a month discounted for a year, right? That gets you access to everything. You get access to early episodes of Mission Log that are unedited, unexpurgated. So it's me and Norman just screwing up constantly. And that is a great <laughs> source of comedy for you for uh, for your week. Um, you get access, most importantly, to the Mission Log Discord, which is a private social channel where we have all kinds of threads happening there about your fandom. It's not just Star Trek. It's everything. It's like vintage sci-fi. There's Galactica. There's Star Wars. There's all kinds of stuff in there. There are, you know, food and travel channels there, all sorts of stuff happening. And that's even where our listeners concocted the Mission Log Patreon exclusive suite party that we just had in Vegas. And let me tell you this, that has now become a thing. And if you want to get invited to that, you can only do it through Patreon, through the Mission Log Discord. So early access, you get exclusive swag, but most importantly, it's all about the community that we have going there in Discord. So patreon.com slash mission log, join us there. You will almost immediately get a link to join our Discord, and that's where all the fun happens. So we will see you there. Again, patreon.com slash mission log. Cool. Now I've just so completely thrown the show off track now we can get back onto the discussion. Ooh, I'm glad. I was dazed. I was confused. I was disoriented. I didn't know what was yeah. going on. The stress levels were rising. Yes, exactly. You probably <laughs> need a mani pedi, and uh, you with know all these say, fingernails that I chewed out <laughs> quick. <laughs> <laughs> and and you know what they say? You know what they say about a manicure? It's like uh, it's like a pedi for your hand toes. Your hand toes. That was so gross. <laughs> I don't know if I'll ever. Rec- I don't. I'm not. I'm not into feet. If you are, like you know, pray. B, uh, not for Ashley, and I don't want those well, on my hands. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, that that for an Adosian, maybe that's the thing, because they, they have You're hooves, right. right? Mm-hmm. Do they? Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe not. Sure. So maybe for them, <laughs> and they only have three fingers in each hand, maybe they, they those are their hand toes. I don't know. Ugh. I don't know. Ugh. Thank you, Mike, for planting that oh, image dear. in our heads. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Let's go to somebody who can elevate the conversation, and that would be Dr. Dawson. Yes. Welcome back to the show. How's it going? Hey, John. Hey, Ashley. I'm not hey. sure. I, I'm not, I, I want to uh, say thank you, John, for that um, 
What's the what's it when you have you would know as as an Epicurean person yes. that, that that intermets that thing between cleansing palate between uh, courses because that's what you just did because there oh. was, there was oh. no way I was yeah kidding. yeah I get and not not an amuse bouche that that's I want to say an appetite I don't know if that's right it, it, you could just generically call it a palate cleanser we, that that was like the champagne sorbet. Yes, between the pasta course and the fish course, right? Right. Yeah. Okay. There was no way I was falling, Brett. That was not. That was. I was like, oh, I, I was going to say, Earl, I'm done. <laughs> um, you, you wouldn't be wrong. That see that. That's why I'm here. That's why like, when that came in, it's just like, okay, there's no other choice but to go to the ad, and then we can come back, and then, then you can really bring us in with uh, some yeah. thoughts to get us through the rest of the show. So, what is on your mind tonight? Well, and. and and it was good that you did the Patreon ad because yes. I have recently discovered other Star Trek Discord servers. Oh, Don't tell oh. Norman. No, he's he's already coming to your house. Yeah, yeah, Make sure your doors are locked. Uh-huh. He's going to take those away from he's you. Ready. But, he's ready, uh, but yeah, that. They're nowhere near the quality and the community that's on the Mission Log Discord. So, oh, so absolutely. And oh. I have a funny. You talked about the 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 unedited blooper reel filled. <laughs> We're uh, terrible <laughs> uh, recordings. I, I have a uh, my one of my best friends has a, has a physical disability, and about every ten days, I'll go pick him up and I'll take him to the grocery store and stuff. Mm-hmm. And he is a huge Trek fan. Right. Oh. So I was before I joined the Patreon, I was listening to Mission Lock. Uh-huh. And so he gets in one day and it's the unedited and you were do you were doing a recap and you <laughs> missed the line and you and he's like, Wait, what just happened? <laughs> so so it is so so the added bonus content is worth the dollar a month. Oh, thank you. Well, please tell your friend uh I'm sorry, but thank you. <laughs> so uh thank you. and, and yeah. seeing Earl Earl in the chat saying they have the worst editor ever. No, no, no. We have the best editor ever to make us I, sound like we are competent hosts. I still <laughs> say that goes I still say Earl should have been the live producer for Star Trek Day. Would have flowed much oh, better. Hey, oh, hey. I agree. Right. Yeah. Earl is a king of live production. So, yeah. uh, all right. Well, enough patting ourselves anyway. on the back. Uh, I want to know what you have to say about Lower Decks tonight. Uh, what's on your mind there, sir? So I, I have a tendency to ramble as we've all figured out by now <laughs> welcome so I did, to the club so I, did make, I did write three things down number one there are four shifts because there are four shifts but stop it but but that it's an interesting thing because you know use like even in modern world like we have three eight hour shifts that work days eight hours on the Cerritos they have four shifts but we've never had four shifts before in Star Trek wait, wait, always... wait, wait. Did, did, didn't Jellico do well we did uh, we okay. did but it was okay. it was a change and you know you assume they switched back when yeah. he left oh yeah um so it's a kind of interesting 
four shift thing and and when i and i like to imagine that when jellico did that the delta shift was all up to no good like they were in this on, on the enterprise probably um, the second observation i had was this relates to everybody's favorite star trek movie star trek 5 um <laughs> When they went through all the muck and stuff and ended up in that computer room, it yeah. kind of looked like the room that they sent the distress signal from in Star oh, Trek Five. Oh yeah, um, yeah. When the when the decks on the Enterprise went in ascending order instead of descending. <laughs> yes, all right. Um, and then the other thing that didn't make sense, or the one thing that I don't think makes sense, was they. When 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 Freeman is talking about the engineers, and she mm. says you're all a bunch of Jordy LaFord. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, Jordy tried to have fun. Jordy went to ten forward. He had various unsuccessful romances with holodeck characters. Head cannon not accepted. You know, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> he, and, and and this was going in the, uh, the in the Facebook chat a little earlier too. There, Scotty is the one who, in trouble with Tribbles, got got confined to quarters and was excited that he'd get to read his technical journals. Right. And then in Star Trek VI, when he finds the uniforms in the um, air conditioning duct, he's sitting in an empty conference room reading his technical journals. Yeah. Um, so, so it didn't make sense, except that I would think perhaps the producers or writers uh, assume the audience for this is way more in tune with next gen era Star Trek and not going back to the original series or the movies. But I would think they would be because Trouble with Tribbles is kind of an epic episode for that reference but i mean i i think it's a lot of everything but you know remember mike uh created that twitter handle tng season eight which then spun off to his book about the you know unproduced uh star trek the next generation all hilarious all awesome and so well thought out so truly his heart is in that period of Star Trek. But I think what's nice is, you know, in the interviews that we've done with him, he talks about bringing in people who know just enough, like like they're fans and they know their particular part of Trek, but he doesn't want people who are so steeped in it that they think something is too precious to make fun of as well. I think that's exactly the right balance for a show like this, you know? Uh, So yes, uh, uh, anything else tonight? Well, and there's 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 still there's stuff going on in the Facebook chat now about the different shifts and the question that you would have is, is if you moved from three to four shifts, you probably would be need twenty five to thirty three percent more crew members. Probably. So that's why they're all crammed on the lower decks like that. So that's why they probably have so many people living in hallways. Uh, on the lower decks. I think you're right. I think you're absolutely right. Well stated, Doctor. Uh, Any parting shots for us tonight? We're going to move on to our next caller. No. All right. Great to see you again. Thanks for calling in, and uh, we'll see you again very soon, okay? See you next time. All right. Take care. Be good. All right. Of course, calling us 
from the Cerritos, as he does. Mm-hmm. It's Alan. Mm-hmm. Welcome mm-hmm. back to the show, Alan. What's on your mind tonight? <laughs> Hello, John. Hello, Ashley. Hello. Oh. All hail Minuki. <laughs> oh, no. Ah. How dare. How dare. Yes. <laughs> no I, tunnels. I, I love how it's just a thing. Like, yeah. it's just a, an expected thing that happens. <laughs> well, you know? it's, and it's the same thing because it's, it's the same. It's the, the same same, same species from yeah. the from masks the Darces the Darces yeah. civilization uh, yeah. yeah the the same people who brought us uh, Masaka and, and uh, Corgano two gods that sound like food uh, have uh, brought us Minuki <laughs> yes so yes, they did apparently they did that for all their gods they 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 sent little little museum spaceships out into the world for everybody so ridiculous ridiculous so what what uh what other thoughts do you have about tonight's show um i i liked i liked the episode overall uh it was you know what it was pleasantly you know for for having a lot of stuff going on it was pleasantly kind of low-key it was you know let's go through this little exploratory uh adventure throughout the ship and this sort of like intentionally downplayed we're going to relax now <laughs> thing instead of <laughs> right. you know because usually the big you know main crew uh thing is just people running around and you know shooting things and blowing up spaceships and whatnot and so it was it was kind of nice to have something that was sort of intentionally almost inverted in that way and God bless him. I love that Klingon in his smash room. <laughs> <laughs> Those are real things in this yeah. world. Yeah. 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 Just every form of relaxation you could find. And uh, do, do we think that the uh, Cerritos folks uh, accidentally re-engineered a little uh, cellular uh, excitement and entertainment uh, for, <laughs> for Captain Freeman. <laughs> uh, could be, could be. You, you know, something that you were just saying, Alan, makes me think about what I think this show does very well, and, and it, it it bumps up against the frustration that I have, particularly with a lot of modern Trek, is, is that Lower Decks has done this super nice job of. Yeah, you have a few high stake shows. You you have like the pack led plot line, which was cool that it stretched over multiple episodes, and there are high stakes uh, 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 dramatic points within that story. But then they crank out an episode like this where it's all low stakes. Like it, uh, none of these things really yeah. matter in the end. But the character drama is still legit. You still care about what's happening with the characters, whether it's them getting a room or getting a mani pedi. <laughs> you know, it yeah. still works. You know, uh, the, uh, uh, that was for your hand toes, by the way, Ashley. Stop! John, <laughs> no. I keep saying that. Um, so gross. But, yeah, and, and I wish that other Star Trek was. Uh, maybe as even-handed as something like this, where you can have those episodes that are end of the universe, end of the world stuff, but you can also do these little diversions into just what's happening with the crew. Of course, that's this show by design, but they do it so well. Yeah, it, it definitely... Because <clears throat> I think this is this is the kind of episode where we get to really explore the characters on a more individual level than Mm -hmm. 
than we would if they were, like I said, if they were running around shooting phasers and whatever, whatever else is going on. Like, Tendi got to be a badass in a, in a, in a yeah. lot of ways here. That was cool. That was great yeah. to see. Um, yeah. Ransom with his, his churro bride. Uh, like, I, is it funny or is it sad? This is my question about the whole <laughs> churro thing. Well, <laughs> the, I'm still stuck on the logistics of it a little bit. Like, hopefully uh-huh. he's got some, like, of that, some of that, like, um, lava hot chocolate dipping sauce to hold it all together. Oh, no. <laughs> but, you know. Bad. But, yeah, or, or Shaq's and Tana. Uh, yeah no, no no further comment needed <laughs> you know? that's 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 certainly uh that's that's certainly character development right there and and you know what it, it like that scene to me well it stands out for so many reasons i first of all it, it was <laughs> yeah right i mean look it was artistically creative to have that black and white scene just their choice of location and theme and all i thought was inspired it was it told you everything that you need to know about those characters in a really efficient time Bad especially kitty. yeah right and just for the moment <laughs> of her saying to disable the safety protocols it's like, <laughs> hey, you know, like that tells you so much that's not something that shacks would do that's what she does you know mm-hmm. uh it, it was wonderful and, and again speaks to like the efficiency of the writing when you've only got 22 minutes and then that's divided into an a plot and a b plot and you just have that one sequence in the holodeck they really make the most of it to tell you so much about those characters and the reactions of the other characters i love 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 tendy <laughs> wanting to stick around and boy they're just like gotta go nope gotta go gotta go so brilliant um well hey alan we got a couple more callers waiting Absolutely. uh any, any uh final thoughts tonight uh just that uh you know I got to say that uh, it may not seem like a, a, a victory at, uh, right now, but I think uh, perhaps our, our beta shift friends might uh, feel like they've dodged a, a phaser in a little mm. while. I don't know if anyone else is roomed with friends. Luckily I've, never <laughs> ruined, luckily, I've never ruined the friendship over over roommate situations, but it's not always is uh, the the fun, happy party time that people think no. it's going to be. So, but yeah, uh, yeah, just loved it. Had a great uh, another great episode, and uh, we'll catch you guys next time. See ya. Excellent. Take care, Alan. Have a good one. Woo-hoo. All right. Cool. Well. Hot on Alan's heels, we've got Paul, our very own Paul. Speaking of the the party room and the party instigator, that would be Paul. <laughs> <laughs> so welcome. Uh, and, you know, look, every time I'm going to say it in the Patreon ad that if you want to go to the party, if you want to go to the hottest party at Vegas or whatever other convention we hit, um, you got to find out about it on Discord. And uh, we have you to thank for that. Yeah, I, uh, thank you, John. I really appreciate that. And <laughs> I'm the keeper of the door. We yeah. sort, of, sort of failed towards the end of the party. But hey, you know, after a while, the after party's going to start sometime. Um, that, that's, that we didn't know we were getting an after party, and we did. 
Yeah, there was several yeah. waves of people and uh, yeah. look forward to more people next year. Ashley, <laughs> hope, hope to have you there at some point, maybe in uh, maybe up there in Seattle or wherever we're going to be. Oh, I Heck hope so. Yeah, yeah I hope so. Awesome. We'll get you there. Um, <laughs> I, I know we got a newer, or, well, one of our other favorite callers, Sherry, right behind me. So I'm going to be brief. Yeah. Um, first of all, I now understand why Tendy's eyes are so wide open. Tendy with eyes wide open is because of that scene in that holodeck. <laughs> just, I just want to watch this. Yeah. It's like, hold her down. <laughs> right. right. And, and unfortunately, there's some people I know in real life who remind me of that holodeck scene. So I'm going to dodge that situation. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when you when you live, live to be as old as I am, there's things things happen. Wow, so, it's that crazy when you turn 25. Oh, I know. Oh, 30, nice. 35. Thank you. Uh, okay, okay. <laughs> So I got two points about the episode that I found absolutely uh, mesmerizing. Um, one is you're in an animated show and yet you're wandering below hydroponics and mm-hmm. you could tell how stoned mm-hmm. those two people yes. When those yes. eyes popped wider and wider, oh. it was priceless. It was so great. Oh, I, I I don't know. I don't think I've ever been that high, but they were, you know, they were pretty warm. There's still time. We have many yes. more conventions left to go. Yes, yes. <laughs> so, um, yeah. And through that, the one point I really like to make about, you know, this show this week is who do you perceive as being the leader of this bunch? I mean, to me, the voice of reason is becoming the, the one who's, I think currently on our way to the command track and that's Tendi. Tendi. I mean, we didn't know this, but do you guys yeah. agree, disagree? What's your thoughts? I think oh, Tendi, sorry, John, no, um, please. Yeah. given that we've also seen her begin her superior officer training might actually be the one to the quickest outstrip the one to be promoted for real for real because we've seen mariner and boimler get promoted and then uh speedily depromoted <laughs> and so logically somebody will be promoted at some point and we'll have to actually deal with what that means and to make it tendy shows a lot of character growth which is not something i think that we often credit lower decks with giving us but when you think of tendy from the pilot or from season one to yeah, the person in the most control, like uh, the moment with her and Mariner, and it's played for yucks, where she's like, I'm sorry I made you hatch and leave the egg. And Mariner's like, it was just, it was really nice in there. Like, it's funny, but it's also like a very dear moment. Um, she wouldn't have been the character that I bet in the pilot was going to be in charge. But maybe, you know, maybe we'll see her. Maybe we'll see her get her own ship. I'd be so proud. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, well, and, and it's funny in the chat here, Paul, uh, other Paul, P-Dub, Paul Wright says, yeah, Tendi seems to be the glue. And that's right, you know, uh, and I even loved how Mariner pointed this out in their little discussion at the end. She said, you know, uh, about herself, she said, you know, I'll, I'll say, I can't say it here on the air, but, you know, something about, her feelings about ransom uh-huh, and uh-huh. then uh, and then she said you know tendy you'll get promoted and then boimler you'll be dead because of the whole boimler <laughs> thing I mean, that's so great and rutherford just seems to be very happy where he is and he's sort of a follower not a leader as much perfectly fine that's that's his thing we need uh, good xos in this world yeah yeah and of course tendy learned her lessons about you know mentorship and where to look for those <laughs> uh, look for those signs last week. So uh, it, it seems like she's on her way and she's sort of, 
she's sort of going into this very natural pace though mm-hmm. where like she's learning the lessons along the way instead of just you know forcing herself into a position that she's not ready for so yeah, yeah i i i gotta see you you have the right figure behind you there paul yeah. <laughs> I totally agree, John. Totally agree. Yeah. And um, it would be a great question to ask Mike if, it, if the show was designed this way or did the acting allow it to evolve that way? You know, sometimes the show mm. develops and people will start writing for the actor. And yeah. it'd be very interesting to hear that from Mike. So I'm going to leave you with one thing. The person yeah. with three fingers can still do this. Yeah, there you go. Good call. Have a good night, Paul. Take Thanks care. as Thank always. We'll see always. you guys. All right, be good. Uh, It's interesting here in the chat. So, uh, you know, Paul said Tendi is the glue. Carlos says Mariner is Kirk. Tendi is Spock. Rutherford is McCoy. Boimler is Boimler. (laughs) Boimler is Boimler. (laughs) I I think the the biggest difference, though, is that Mariner is so self-defeating and Kirk isn't. I mean, not not that we have to make an exact parallel here at all, but she's so self-defeating and and that will be the thing that keeps holding her back. She's also not interested in command which in the world of quote-unquote new trek is very interesting because we've seen mm-hmm. kirk uh and Riker in particular be the the youngest person or they're on the track to be the youngest person to hit mm-hmm. whatever their milestone is and so now we're building the antithesis to that with obviously moments and scenes where her true brilliance does shine through and i, I think mm-hmm. i think the comparison to kirk is apt but she's both Kirk and anti-Kirk, I think, at the same time. Oh, interesting, interesting. I also, you know, I don't really watch Star Trek for the quasi-military rank stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it just, I, I don't really care too much about that. Um, and and I think, what, <laughs> yeah, right, right. Uh, and And I'm never true like invested in somebody getting a promotion or doing the next like i just want to see people be really good at their jobs and you know when you see spock whether he is lieutenant commander spock commander spock captain spock as he got promoted yeah it, it was always though about the role that he filled and the role that he filled was this advisor this logical font of wisdom who is there to you know counter counterbalance decisions um so i never really thought like oh i i want to see these characters in command of their own ships now i take that back when you see riker whether it's real world riker or animated riker long live animated riker <laughs> and command of the titan just being <laughs> such a yeah. badass and wonderful uh but yeah but we'll we'll see what happens i am curious in mike's you know eight season planned arc mm-hmm where these characters end up so they all wind up as captains they just like rule the cali class of ships <laughs> but see they, they, i mean that's funny that that's what i don't want though because i i don't want it to be like star trek online not, i understand not, not, yes not, not to diss the game not to diss anybody who plays it but like the whole premise is you're a captain and you're a captain and you're a captain and, and as a player that's kind of cool for drama i don't necessarily want that absolutely you know all right. Well, bring it at home for us tonight. Let's welcome Cherie to the show. Woo! How's it going tonight? Hey, good oh, to see you. I, <laughs> I have a very important question for you guys. Oh, yes. I can't wait. So if you look really closely at the Andorian that's in the puppy room, um, she looks horrified when the, <laughs> all of the puppies mop her. You can see her like... Her legs like twitching and it doesn't look like in a happy way. Like, <laughs> the puppies jump on her. It looks like she's like screaming. 
what do you think was going on there? <laughs> was she a cat person? <laughs> Maybe. I, I kind of wondered about that. I, I In the rewatch, I sort of noticed, I was like, what is she getting out of this? Is Because she's sort of down on her side at a certain point. And it, yeah, it's, but it didn't seem like a happy, playful thing. Maybe in Orion's. Are puppies and kitties good for non people who didn't grow up on Earth in in a culture where we have cats and dogs? I mean, Taz seems to know a thing or two about Earth psychology and yeah. earth relaxation but you know the puppy could be the natural enemy of, of the andorian we don't know, <laughs> you know I mean, that, that could be it headcanon accepted <laughs> All right. thank, you. thank you uh carrie saying to you sheree i thought the same thing uh and alan is saying uh andor is super icy so maybe she was overheating from all that uh oh all that puppy fair love. fair fair yeah oh and earl asking us here in the chat does anyone remember remember how Shran reacted to Porthos because you know that might be a clue I want to say not warmly remember yeah Uh, but that could just be Shran right (laughs) one of my favorite characters but yeah if if he hadn't liked Porthos I might have just chalked up to just being Shran (laughs) I I think Carlos spells it out here Andorians don't like unconditional love L O L. Well done, Carlos. You, you win the comments. Uh, Sheree, what else is on? I, I apologize for coming up toward the end here, but we, we can go a little uh, a little longer for you. What's on your mind tonight? Um, also, I was um, the anti graph room kind of reminded me of the room on Enterprise where Travis likes to sit. Yep. Um, oh, the also, sweet spot. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Which made me wonder if. The fact that they, uh, the girls had to take off their clothes in order to rescue Boimler was also an Enterprise reference because they are ah. always sitting in their underwear on that show. Oh. That's true. That's true. They they didn't have to decontaminate after that. Thank goodness. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but good point. Good point. They didn't have to rub down with gel, but they did take their clothes off. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that was a funny moment, and I just kind of, you know, it, it all flowed together pretty quickly, pretty easily. It was quick thinking, but um, yeah, you know, little uh, little cartoon nudity, you know. <laughs> well, it's not the first time, and I, I don't think it'll be the last the first time. No, nope. yeah, nope. yeah. It's it, it's Gene's vision. It's fine. <laughs> Truly. Truly, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what uh what else i i did want to say that my favorite line of this episode was gramble his throat slit by his mistress i need to know that story i need to know that, put it on a t-shirt story of what that's from and what, yes. what's the context for that and how it relates to botany and like looking after flowers right that that was one of those other moments is at the top of the episode when uh uh, Kayshawn is walking through the corridor and while, you know, Captain Freeman is possessed by the mask, he's rattling off these, you know, these metaphors and they get lost in the dialogue. But if you go back and read them in the uh, subtitles, they're actually, they're, they're a lot of fun. So everybody go do that. That's your homework. Yeah. And I just yeah. want to see more of Mariner and Jen. Uh, I know Same. Oh my God. Yeah. Like, Same. Uh, hologram, but that was a, like, that was a fake. That was like a, a hallucination. So I want to see real yes. Mariner and Jen. A hundred percent. 
love that they went there for that episode. Yeah. Um, well, any uh, any final thoughts for us tonight? Any parting That's shots before we now. say goodnight? Okay. Well, so happy to see you again. So happy that you called in, and I uh, hope we see you again very soon, okay? Thank you. Yeah, you too. All right. Have Take care. Bye. L-L-N-P. Well, Ashley, that brings us to the end. It's been a little while since we've been on together. It's been a it blast. has. This has been truly uh, a delight and always my honor. It's so lovely to see your beautiful face again, John. Aww. Oh, the feeling's mutual. Thank hey, uh, and, any, I, I <laughs> ask you what I ask everybody else. Any parting shots about tonight's episode? Any notes you didn't get to or, uh, or last thoughts before we say goodnight? I... This is a piece of advice that I need to literally leave cell phone range to be able to accomplish. Uh, Take a break when you need it, because burnout is a thing. And it is for all of us, even those of us who have particularly ridiculous jobs like Star Trek podcasting. So I just want to encourage everyone to look after yourselves and take a break. Yeah, I love that. All right. Well, thank you very much. And uh, with that said, Mission Log Live is produced by Roddenberry Entertainment. Technical production on Mission Log and Mission Log Live is by the intractable Earl Green. Be sure to visit podcast.roddenberry.com for the latest from Roddenberry Podcast. If you'd like to support Mission Log directly and join us on Discord, give us a look at patreon.com slash mission log. Thank you, Ashley V. Robinson, for co-hosting this week. Thank you to everybody who joined us live or later. And we look forward to discussing Lower Deck Season 3, Episode 5 with all of you next week. This is a Roddenberry Podcast. For more great podcasts, visit podcast.roddenberry.com.